Okay, so today I wanted to talk about the following Shaila. We got, uh, um, my brother told me that there was a Shaila that came up uh, where he is a Rosh Kolel um, in Northern California of a woman who was converting, who was becoming a Gioras. And uh, I think she and her husband were both converting together. And um, when she, for some reason, when she went through her Gior, when she went to the Mikvah, the Beisdin did not require her to separate from her husband for three months, which is normally something that we do. Why do we normally do that? Because we want to be able to know if the baby, if she's pregnant, we want to be able to know, like, when she conceived the baby, whether it was Begiusa or when she was, uh, when she was Jewish. So it turns out that when she was Megayer, she was in very early stages of pregnancy. And she didn't know about it, they didn't know about it, the Basin didn't know about it, no one knew that she was pregnant at the time. And this is her first child. So now she's Jewish, her husband's Jewish. The baby's going to be born after she's already Jewish. Um, and she wants to know, do you do a Pidina Ben? Which is really not the most important Shaila at that point in time. Because the bigger Shaila is not whether you need a Pidina Ben. The bigger Shaila is whether you need a Gerus, right, on the baby. Right? Meaning uh, she was pregnant at the time of the, of, of the Gior. But she didn't know, and they didn't know. Now, the truth is, Beisdin did a bad job on this one, because the Beisdin's responsibility is to make sure that they do separate for three months in advance. It's Beisdin's responsibility to uh, make sure that if they're not going to separate for three months, that at least she takes a pregnancy test so that you know if she's uh, pregnant or not. Beisdin didn't insist on any of that. And to make matters worse, it's not just that Beisdin didn't insist on it, it's that she uh, told the Beisdin, should I be nervous? I'm like two weeks late on my period. And they're like, ah, it's probably nothing. <laughs> and like, just totally ignored it. Like, how do you not ask me to take a pregnancy test, you know, when that happens? So it was an incompetent basin, but it seems it was an orthodox basin. It was a basin that did insist on Kabbalah's mitzvahs, and they did it to be, I mean, they did a perfectly kosher geirus with, the, you know, with uh, Shomer Shabbos, you know, from Dayanam and everything. They're just incompetent in terms of how to run a geirus, but okay, no, no. So, uh, so she's, there's nothing, no question about her Jewishness. The question is just about, like, what about the baby? So what is the halacha? So this was the, uh, the shayla that came up. So the Gemara, in Yvamas, talks about a case where a woman thought that she was Jewish all along, but it turns out that she wasn't Jewish, right? The Gemara talks about such a case in Yvamas. And the Gemara says, you know, does she really need a tevilo? The Gemara has an expression, milo tavlo linidusa. She probably had to, if she thought she was Jewish all the time, and she's been from for years, and then she later discovers that she's not Jewish, which, by the way, happens all the time. Happens all the time. We had a case uh, not far from me. One of the local Orthodox schools in our neighborhood had a bar mitzvah, and the boy said the brachos, and he leaned, and he was motzi everyone in Kriya Satora. And a couple of years later, we realized his mother wasn't Jewish. Right? Uh, she thought she was Jewish. She grew up in Russia, and this happens a lot with Russians, because in Russia... The, uh, the communist government was telling everybody that if your father's Jewish, you're Jewish. And people didn't know any better, so they believed it, right? So they grew up thinking they were subject to the same anti-Semitism, and the same, right? If their father was Jewish, then they were Jewish. So this woman, her father was Jewish, and she thought she was Jewish, and now she had a kid who became bar mitzvah in the young Israel in the five towns or whatever, and, uh, you know, so you could, have, you could have things like that. It's not unusual. So the Gemara talks about what happens if you have a woman who thought she was Jewish, uh, do you need a new tevilas? And Mara says, well, Milo Tavlin do so. She's gone to the mikvah a thousand times because of her needles. She probably went to the mikvah, so no problem. I mean, what does Gerus consist of already for a woman? What does Gerus consist of? 
Tevila and Kabbalah's mitzvah. So Tevila she did already. She she went she, she every month she does a Tevila. Ah, oh, so Tosa says, Tosa says, wait a second. Yeah, she did a Tevila every single month, but that that should mean absolutely nothing to us because you know what else uh, uh, Gerus needs needs a Beisdin, and most women when they go to the mikvah once a month do not bring a Beisdin along to the uh, to the mikvah with them. Right, you need a basin for uh, for gavers. So if there's no basin for gavers. So what? Is, so how, how can you how can you rely on the tevila that was done? So Tosas' answer is that no, the only part that has to be done in front of a basin is kabbalas mitzvahs, because gavers, the definition of gavers, the etzim of gavers is kabbalas mitzvahs. It's just that there are certain requirements that have to also be done in order for the gavers to be chal. But the the the, the core of gavers is I am joining Knesset Yisrael. How do, how do I declare that I'm joining Knesset Yisrael? I'm fulfilling the mitzvahs that God gave Knesset Yisrael. That's what Gerus really is. Uh, of course, uh, if you're a man, you need a mila and a tevila. If you're a woman, you need a tevila. Those are requirements. But the core of Gerus is only is only uh, Kabbalah's mitzvahs, and therefore the tevila does not need a basin. So Pischitshuva quotes a Dogma Ravava that, yeah, that's true, that you don't need a based in maybe Tulsa is right that you don't need a based in for anything but the Kabbalah's mitzvahs. But what if you have someone who becomes a ger who doesn't need a Kabbalah's mitzvahs? How is, how is that possible? If someone becomes a ger, no, no, you, they would still need to commit. They would still need to say I'm being the kabbal. What if you have someone who becomes a ger doesn't need Kabbalah's mitzvahs? And this happens all the time. With Orthodox gavers, the valid gavers that you know the most uh, from gavers in the world would would have this. How does that happen? What a baby, right? You have a child. It doesn't have to be most often it's a baby, but it could even right, an adopted baby or something like that. You could have a uh, a child, or it happens very often with uh, children that are born through surrogacy because there's machlokas whether you look at the uh, genetic mother or you look at the gestational mother. And uh, therefore, we do a gear lechumra on babies all the time for something like that, right? So you have a uh, a gear on a child. A child can't do kabbalas mitzvahs. Doesn't have das to do kabbalas mitzvahs. So then says the dogum Ravava, if he doesn't have kabbalas mitzvahs, the tevila must be done in front of a basin because you need a basin for gerus. So w- what? How are you going to define the gerus other than the tevila? So the tevila needs to be done in front of a basin. And he writes. Um, that the Pischitshuva quotes Dagom Ravava, where he says, "Tainu dafka beger gadol sheetzlo kabbalas mitzvahs ikar vamila vatvila enuel gemara davar sagi below shlosha." By ger gadol, you could do the tvila without a beisdin. Avol ger katan shlosh shayich bo kabbalas mitzvahs vatvila he ikar where the tvila is the main thing. Shematvila l'sal das beisdin l'kuliyal matzarich lios biyom b'fnei shlosha. So that's that's the uh, the the chiddush of the dogma of Avraham. Because you need a basin for gerus, so there's got to be something that's defined as gerus. So we define the gerus by a ger katan by the tevila. So the tevila takes on increased importance for a uh, or uh, status, increased status for a katan, and therefore it would require a tevila. Now, dogma of then takes the next step, and he says. When a pregnant woman converts, right? So does that conversion work for the child? Beferish in the Gemara, yes. That the conversion works for the child. 
machlokas in the Gemara why the conversion works for the child. How could a tevila of the mother work for the child? So two possibilities. One possibility is what's known as uber yerechima, that the fetus is considered to be a part of the mother. The fetus is considered to be a limb of the mother. So just like the tevila of the mother worked for her pinky and for her pointer and for her middle finger and for her thumb, right, and for her ring finger, it worked for every part of her body. So it works for the baby also because the baby is yerechima. The other possibility is that min bimino enochotzot. That the baby's also going to the mikvah. The mother goes to the mikvah. The baby's also going to the mikvah. I, the Gemara asks, but isn't the mother this chatzitza around the baby, right? This, I was going to say big fat chatzitza, but you don't call the pregnant woman big fat. Isn't the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the mother a chatzitza around the baby? So the Gemara says, nah, min bimino enochotzot. It's more of the same, so it's not considered chatzitz. The Gemara says, hey, no chatzitz, but it's bekulo. It, 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 that chatzitz is when something covers part of your body, most of your body. When someone covers your entire body, then it's not a tevil at all. So the Gemara says, no, no, hainu rabbi say. That's the natural way that the baby grows, and therefore the mother's not a chatzitz. So the baby needs his own tevila, but he's getting his own tevila. It's just that he's surrounded by the mother, and I'm not worried about that. So two opinions in the Gemara, why the tevila of the mother works for the baby. So this is important. Opinion number one is the baby doesn't need his own tevila. He's part of the mother. And therefore, when the mother goes to the mikvah, the baby goes to the mikvah. And I mean, it's all part of the mother. It's all one tevila. The other opinion of the Gemara is no, you need two tevilas. You need the mother to have a tevila, you need the baby to have a tevila. But they're both doing a tevila. They're both in the mikvah at the same time. So you have a mother's tevila and you have a baby's tevila. Good? So far, so good? Now, says the Dublin Ravava, wait a second. If you're going to say that the baby needs his own tevila, and he's not just part of the mother's tevila, he needs his own tevila, and you're going to say that a baby needs what? What else did we say the baby needs? A beisdin. Maybe, maybe, the beisdin needs to be aware that the baby's being tova. Maybe if beisdin doesn't even realize that the baby's being tova, then you don't have a, a, a beisdin for the tevila of the baby. How could the basin not be aware that the baby's being tovel? They don't know that there's a baby. Right? They don't know that she's pregnant. So if you hold that it's based on uber yerachimo and the baby doesn't need his own tzvila, it's all just part of the mother, then it's fine. And the baby's going to be Jewish, the baby's going to need a pidina ben, he's not going to need a geros, everything is fine. But if you hold that the baby really requires his own tevila, it's just that the mother is not a chatzitza, because Haidu Rabbi say whatever svar you want to give, and the baby's getting his own tevila, but the tevila of the baby needs a beisdin. The tevila of the baby needs a beisdin. And beisdin maybe needs to be aware of the, of the tevila. Wow. So if beisdin needs to be aware of the tevila, maybe you don't have that over here, and then maybe you have a problem. That is the chiddish of the Dagum Ravada. You got a question? Okay. Yeah, it's a good question. Meaning, meaning, are they related, right? Meaning, normally, Gershon's guys can... What do you mean? Yeah, I mean, if you assume, like, that second opinion, then they might as well be doing it separately, it seems. Now, this is a discussion when it comes to an adult Gera as well. What if a person thought he was Jewish, 
it turns out his mother's conversion was invalid. And he finds that out when he's in Eishatar uh, or Samech. There's Maisim B'chol Yom in the Baltrivi Yeshivas. That there's someone in the basement who discovers he's not Jewish. Uh, we just did a game, it's not that long ago. I'm probably doing another one soon from uh, someone learning in, uh, in, in an American Baltrivi Yeshiva. You know, there's a wonderful program in Shar Yashav called The Shar. Have you heard that? It's a great program of, uh, for also, to, you know, for Baltrivi. And every once in a while, they'll discover that someone who's in the Shar who thought he was Jewish, so he came to learn more Torah, discovers that he's not really Jewish. He discovers that his mother's not Jewish. But even his mother thought she was Jewish. So when he was born, when he was eight days old, what did they do? They gave him a bris milah. Right? They gave him a bris milah. Does that bris milah count as the milah legeris? Because it turns out he wasn't Jewish at the time. And for a man, you need milah l'shem geiris. Right? So, the might not have to whether it counts. What are you going to do? You can't give a guy a bris again. Right? So what are you going to do? So there's something called that toughest dam bris. That if a person never had a milah legeris, they just extract some blood from the area. Slight cut... It sounds more painful than they tell me it is. Um, I mean, when we've done this by Gerim, they say it's a, they flinch a little bit, but then it's uh, the most. Un, it's more uncomfortable for the Dayanim because they have to be watching it than it is for the uh, for the guy. That's what they tell me. Again, I've never been the guy, but uh, you know. Anyway, so they do toughest uh, dambas. So the question is, the question is, if a person thought that he was Jewish and it turns out that his mother's conversion was not valid, and the baby got a milas Yisrael, so milas Gerim should be in front of a Beisdin. So they didn't have a basin at his milas gave at his mila. So Moshe writes, as long as there were three kosher men at the bris, that counts as a uh, as a mila b'fnei basin. Rav Shachter thought, no, because if you hold like the Dugum Ravav, it's not enough that there be a basin present. What do the Dugum Ravav say? The basin needs to be aware. They need to know that it's the shame gayrus. And if everyone thought the kid was Jewish, no one thought that we was being done the shame gayrus. Then the basin wasn't aware that it was the shame gayrus. You hear? Meaning, so what do we say? In our case that we started with, where the woman was pregnant and the basin had no idea she was pregnant, so Douglas Mervav is going to tell you, no good, the Geras is no good, because there, even though there was a basin there, the basin wasn't aware about the Tevila. Rav Shechter then just takes it the next step and says that if you have a person who had a Mila with everyone, not with it, without anyone realizing that he wasn't Jewish, even if there was a basin in there, but they didn't know that he wasn't Jewish, then that's no good. And you need to do Hatavas Dambris. Then Rav Shechter went a step further. And he says that if she didn't tell the Beisdin that she was pregnant, and she was pregnant, so it, shouldn't there be a simple solution over here? What was the problem? Right? She went to the mikvah, a Beisdin was present. What was the problem? They didn't know that she was pregnant, and therefore they didn't realize that they were overseeing the baby's tevila. Shouldn't there be a simple solution? Send her back to the mikvah. Just send her back to the mikvah again. And this time, Beisdin will know. And this time, there will be a tevil in front of Beisdin. Good, and there's your geiros, and you should be fine. It's a good kasha, no? So Shechter said, no, it doesn't work. Whoa, why doesn't work? Meaning, we're already on a chiddush, al gabe a chiddush, al gabe a chiddush, right? Meaning, the Dagnum Ravava had the chiddush that the Beisdin needs to be aware that... We had chiddush number one, that you need a Beisdin for the tevila when there's no Kabbalah's mitzvahs. Right, then Chiddush number two is, and Basin for Tvila means that Basin is aware of the Tvila. That's the Dalim Ravavs. But all of that, and all of that was only, uh, only got started because we're assuming not like the opinion of Uber Yerachima. So again, let's go in order. Right, so Chiddush number one is that it's not based on Uber Yerachima. 
Chiddush number two is that you need a basin for the tvila when it's a gerkata. Chiddush number three is that basin needs to be aware of the tvila. Now, Chiddush number four is that if Basin was not aware of the Tevila, when the mother did her Tevila Legeris, you can't just send her back to the Mikvah. Why not? Why can't you just send her back to the Mikvah? So Shechter pointed out, based on a Gemara in Chagiga. The Gemara Masech Chagiga talks about if you have two Kalim, one is totally engulfed inside the other. One is inside the other. So you're going to dip him in the Mikvah, but the water's not going to get to the inner Kli. So the Gemara says that if the outer Kli is also Tameh, and also needs to go to the mikvah, then the tevil is going to work for both. But, if the outer kli is tahar and does not require a tevila, and the inner kli is the only kli that needs a tevila, and you dip the whole thing in, it doesn't work. Because when do we say that a tevila could work on what's inside, on account of what's outside, right? That's only if what's outside also needs a tevila. But if what's outside doesn't need a tevila, then the tefillah can't work on what's inside either. So Shachta said, who hadin when it comes to the mother and the baby? When do we say a tefillah will work for the baby? Which the Gemara says tefillah works for the baby. That's when the mother was being Megayer. But there was no Shilas on the mother's gear. The mother was already Megayer. She was Megayer in front of the basin that forgot to ask her if she was pregnant or didn't care if she was pregnant or not. So she's already Jewish. She no longer needs a tefillah. Now you can't do a tevila on the baby separate from the mother. Right. Right. You can't apply the whole thing. The tevila is not going to work. Because min b'mino the Gemara says, doesn't work when you have something that's completely surrounded. But only because it's a baby and hainu rabise we apply it. But we're not going to apply it if it's not, if the, connection, if the mother doesn't need the same, the same tevila that the baby needs. So... It happens to be just like the. Um, um, the, 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 the whole comment of the Gemara, Milo Tavla meaning the starting point of this whole sugya was that the Gemara said, well, didn't she go to the mikvah when she was in Nida anyway? It's not so clear that that's what the Gemara means, that, uh, um, you know, that she went to the mikvah and that mikvah counts as a Tevila Legerus. The Rambam and the Rif understand that line of Gemara is saying that you don't have to test her too much about her Kabbalah's mitzvahs. Because if she thought she was religious the whole time, and we know she's been going to the mikvah for years, so obviously she's religious. That's what Mila Tavlidusa means. It doesn't mean that that's her Tevila Ligeris. It's just a way of saying that she was that she was religious. So really the whole sugya doesn't get off the ground, right? I Meaning the whole kasha of Tulsa's, but wait, where's the base? Right? The whole thing that triggered this whole discussion. There's also an opinion that suggests that maybe you need a basin for Tevila, and when the Gemara says Milo Tavlinidusa, very fascinating uh, sheet and Rishonim, maybe when the Gemara says Milo Tavlinidusa, the Gemara meant to say, you had a Beisdin for the Tvila. What do you mean you had a Beisdin for the Tvila? No woman goes to the mikveh every month and brings a Beisdin along. That would be really creepy and weird. No, it means that everybody knows that she's going to the mikveh. She's a firm woman, so everyone knows she goes to the mikveh. And maybe a Beisdin doesn't have to actually see her go to the mikveh. The Beisdin just needs to know that she went to the mikveh. Meaning there's such a concept in Eidos. Eide Yediyah versus Eide Re'iyah. Right? Sometimes Eidos requires that you actually see it. Other times, Eidos doesn't require seeing. It just requires that you know that it's true. That you know that it happened. Like, for example, there's a big discussion. What was the example? What? 
Yeah, Hazam is its own parsha. It's a chiddush. It's hard to, but we we actually have someone. I think we mentioned last week with chal uh, of stam, right? Rav Moshe has a tshuva that he allows non chal of Yisrael milk. What do you mean he allows non chal of Yisrael milk? It's a, it's a mishnah. You need chal of Yisrael. Rav Moshe is very big tamachacham. He can't argue on a mishnah. So no, Rav Moshe argued that all of the milk in America is chal of Yisrael. What do you mean it is chal of Yisrael? A Jew didn't see the milking. Yeah, but a Jew knows that it came from a cow. How do I know that it came from a cow? Because there's a government agency that supervises and makes sure that it came from a cow. So I know that the government is going to make sure that that happened, and therefore I know that it came from a cow. Sometimes agency idea is good enough. This co- comes up with uh, the, the post can talk about what if you're at a wedding, and it turns out one of the AD Kedushin was possible. Is the couple married? Let's say no one else under the chuppah was able to, uh, to, to witness, witness the actual ceremony. But there are a whole bunch of people in the audience that are from and kosher edim and whatever. So are they married? Now everyone in the audience knows it's a from Masada Kiddushin. There's no doubt that he's making sure that everything's being done properly. So everything's being done properly. They have yediyah that everything's being done properly, but they don't have re'iyah that everything's being done properly. Right? So sometimes this yediyah might be good enough. That's where Ramosha had that uh, very important shuva. Where Ramosha writes, yeah, but if it's a conservative or a reform wedding, then you don't have a idea either, right? Because you don't know that everything's being done properly because the conservative reform rabbis do whatever they're doing, and you know, he, there's no no way of knowing whether they're doing a halachically valid kiddushin. So you don't have a idea, and if you didn't have valid a kiddushin, you have no a either, and therefore they're not uh, they're not married, right? So that's. That's the other possibility that maybe based in, of course, you do need a basin for Tevila, but you had a basin for Tevila because you only need a Yediyah. Again, that won't help us in our case. So at the end of the day, at the end of the day, uh, they asked, the person who had the Shailah was Rav Shachter's So they asked Rav Shachter, and uh, he said that according to many Achronim, even if Uber Lav Yerech Imo, it's not completely independent, so it's not going to have the status of a Gerakatan Mamish, but still the, you're going to need another, another Tevila. Because the Tevila that you had on the mother was not a valid Tevila, because he's Choshesh for that, uh, that Dagum Mervava. He's worried about that Dagum Mervava, that, uh, that the Tevila doesn't count for the, um, that the Tevila, if the basin was unaware, that the Tevila is not going to count for the, for the baby. Um, yeah. What? I can't hear. It's from the husband. The baby is from the husband. The baby is from the husband. Yeah, but that I means yeah. So Ben, right? Meaning, so if the baby does not need another another gerus, so then they would require Ben. Is it the father's mitzvah Ben? Even though she became pregnant when they were Gayim, I'm not sure about that. It could be it's the baby's own mitzvah or Bezdin's mitzvah or whatever. I'm not sure about that. That part of the mitzvah. In terms of, in terms of this case, when you say that the, the baby's No, we're only the simple because we didn't know. But it's a preferish gemara that if you're if you're Megaya or a pregnant woman, the baby's Jewish. Uh, you don't need another gear on the baby. 
What? No. Before the baby's born, yeah. Yeah, I'm not following. So I'm saying babies and born to Okay. So we're saying that the word status isn't being born is the next to Oh, meaning meaning in in this problem that if the baby yeah, then in a chinami, yeah, yeah, because the conception. The fact that it'll be that'll be born to a Jewish woman would not have uh, automatically made him a Jew. Yeah. Ah, so someone asked me this. What if the mother was in Nida? So first of all, she's pregnant, so it's unlikely. Right? But it could be. It could be. Pregnant women sometimes do bleed. So if she has to go... So would you say that... Right. Meaning she has... She, if the mother needs to go to the mikvah, but for a different reason, I'm not sure. It's a good question. I would think that it works. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. It's kind of what? It's kind of similar to Tukela. Like it's saying that. Are they Tukela or are they saying that like, oh, it seems like this is Tukela? I think he equates the two. I think he equates it to the Tukela. Yeah, I think so. Okay.